Hey everybody, welcome to Just For Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is March 9th, 2023. Today, I'm talking with Dylan Mulvaney. The 26-year-old TikTok star has been chronicling her gender transition over the last year across social media. She will celebrate her one-year anniversary of becoming a woman with Dylan Mulvaney's Day 365 Live, a one-night-only cabaret show on March 13th at New York's legendary Rainbow Room. She'll be joined on stage by Dominique Jackson, Rachel Brosnahan, Jonathan Van Ness, and Renee Rapp, among others. Proceeds from the evening benefit the Trevor Project. I caught up with Mulvaney just hours after she checked into New York's Plaza Hotel for two weeks of rehearsals leading up to her big night. I first met Mulvaney just last month when she walked her first award show carpet at the Grammys with fellow TikTok star Chris Olsen. Mulvaney's joy is infectious. I knew right away that I wanted her as a guest on Just for Variety. By the end of our podcast talk, I was inspired, determined, and just simply full of joy. But before we get to Mulvaney, we have to talk about my recent red carpet adventure with Paul Mescal. I was at the Independent Spirit Awards where I got another chance to chat with Mescal. The Oscar nominee says he's already starting some intense daily training for his work in the upcoming Gladiator sequel. He says, every time someone asks me if I've started working out, I'm like, what do you mean, you can't tell? By the way, he said that laughing. He continued, I'm working hard. Hopefully when you see me in three or four weeks, you'll be able to see it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Dylan Mulvaney. The 26-year-old TikTok star headlines Dylan Mulvaney's Day 365 Live, a one-night-only cabaret show on March 13th at New York's legendary Rainbow Room. The show marks her one-year anniversary since she began her gender transition, a journey she has shared with her fans on social media. We talk about coming out as trans to her family, starring in a Broadway show, and what she has to say to trans youth who are living in states passing anti-trans legislation. Plus, she teases her first movie role and her dream of hosting the Tonys. Here's Dylan Mulvaney. And you know, I just got, I got a vampire facial. Like what's, two days ago. So vampire facial? You what's ever a, gotten one? No, what is it? Okay, they take your blood out. I met the guy at Paris Hilton's party. He does Paris. And they take your blood out and they spin it. And then they take the platelets and they put it back into your face. And I was like, what am I doing? Um, but it did feel, it felt very Hollywood, baby. How are you? This conversation, you just started with Paris Hilton. <laughs> oh, I I mean, we got, we got hours worth of stories, but um, you looked great. I just saw you in this like kind of velvety suit, I think. Was it? Yeah. Um, uh, SAG Awards. The okay. Green Velvet. Thank you. Loved it. Loved it. Thanks. Um, you were so great at Queer Tees the other night. I had so much fun. That was the best award show I've ever been to. 
And the fact that like, they need to just let everything be that gay all the time because they just know how to do it. It was quick, quick, fun. The speeches weren't too overindulgent. No, Um, you know, everyone was hot. I just want, there was like so many people that I was like willing to date. So (laughs) I know I was like, Bianca Del Rio just needs to host the Oscars. Oh my God. And it's funny because some of my, I brought a few girlfriends who aren't like huge RuPaul Drag Race fans, like aren't used to like seeing her energy and <laughs> she would say some certain things and they'd be like, is she allowed to say that? And and I was like, yeah, that's Bianca. Dor- like, that's her thing. Like, I, you just have to let her do it. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's Joan Rivers. It's literally. Joan, literally Joan Rivers in, you know, this fresh, new way and you know all our mouths dropped the floor i mean when she said that eureka's documentary is cocaine bear i was like i i think it's just crazy too because you know we all are very much towing the line of like having social media and like you know she doesn't care and that's like i think she stands out because of it yeah yeah and it's it was just refreshing and like you said it was just like it was an hour of awards. It wasn't 16 presenters. It was like, you got up there. You and did. those are the people that I want to run into too. Like the, like so many TikTok mutuals and, and um, you know, so many of the drag race girls now are transitioning or, you know, part of the non-binary community. And so those are people that, you know, I've been, you know, hy- like hyping up in comments. And, and now we get to finally meet at a place like that. It's awesome. So before we, we're going to get to a lot, but let's, let's talk about your one woman show. Oh my God. At the rainbow room. It's so Judy Garland. So I just arrived in New York today. I'm staying at the Plaza and I feel like Eloise when I was five years old, I, people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, a concierge at the Plaza. And, and now first time I'm staying here and I was in my little, you know, Burberry suit and my friend Lily was sitting in the bed. She was like, babe, you made it like, like this is just, it's, it's so magical. The rainbow room, I feel like is just quintessential old Hollywood glamour and the sort of interesting play on, on my style and really like loving to go back to that 50s, 60s kind of aesthetic, being a little overdressed, a little costumey. Um, I think that we didn't really get to see trans people like thriving in in those eras when they were very much alive and well um, and, you know, had such an influence on some of that fashion and and the camp of it all. Um, And so using that day, I knew that I wanted it to be uh, a match in energy as far as like what I I love most, which is that kind of 60s, you know, style. But I also knew that I wanted to use it as a way to say, hey, this is actually what I do, which is perform. I was um, in the, the Book of Mormon uh, pre-transition and uh, actually the day it shut down the pandemic, moved back home with my very conservative family and, and it, in San Diego And that was like one of the first times since I was young that I was really able to tap back into my true gender identity because I didn't have to play a part. I wasn't this Mormon boy anymore. I didn't have to be jacking into the woods. And and so it was it's it's just been such a full circle journey in the way that 
you know, I, I felt very accidental in this influencer game. Um, and I, I am grateful that it has now created all these other opportunities for me, but my, my greatest passion is, is singing and, and telling a story. And I was doing stand-up comedy before I transitioned. And I get to go back to that. And the rainbow room specifically, it's going to be such a, you know, it's a really small group of yeah. humans. And then we have these, in, these incredible live streaming capabilities. So everybody can really feel like they're there. Um, and it, it just, it feels so spot on for me. It, uh, when I saw it, I was like, this, this tracks, this makes sense. Now, not that, you know, smoking is bad, but I just feel like at some point you're going to have a cigarette on the piano. Oh, I'm ner- Well, you know, we are, uh, we are benefiting the Trevor project. So I have to be careful as far <laughs> right. as, you know, material, what I'm in, because these kids are, they, they're watching and they're being influenced. Yeah. Um, and so I have had a lot of fun, you know, sort of crafting the show and then having that Trevor segment be something really beautiful and not too, um, you know, just factual. I I think I wanted to connect with my younger following because so many of these millions are like queer youth Mm -hmm. and, you know, they are the next generation. And I can't even imagine like having TikTok at that age, because I didn't even really knew trans people existed other than like, what is that movie? Like Silence of the Lambs. Right. So I, I think that as much as I can't comprehend why they've like taken to me, I also am like, oh, it would have been really cool to have at least someone that looked like me on a, a screen. Um, and funny enough, it kind of feels like now the younger generation are getting excited about influencers in the way that like I'm excited about actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that it does feel good that I'm like, Oh, I think I can do both. And I think I, you know, I'm now um, being invited into auditions and into rooms that I kind of was a little embarrassed of my influencer title. And now I'm realizing that there is power in that. Tell me about the first trans person you met or that you knew was trans. Well, funny enough, um, I mean, of course, watching Laverne Cox on Orange is the New Black and and just being like, oh, my gosh, that's an option. That's a thing. And I I think even when I came out to my mom at four, I told her um, I'm a girl and she we were very, very um, religious. And so she was like, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. But I didn't know that like like by me saying that I didn't even know that I could. Could transit. I didn't know that there were, you know, options or resources. And so I'm not resentful of like not transitioning earlier. I just think that this was all meant to be how it's played out. Um, but then funny enough, the first true, like non-binary person that I grew close to was ER Fightmaster, who is um a really beloved character on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And we met doing a comedy um improv show at uh UCB and I I was like kind of enamored by them not in the way that like uh you know they play this sort of you know they lean into the masculinity I feel very much more feminine but just to watch someone so confidently kind of there was some swagger there in this like I know who I am and I wanted that so desperately um and I do think maybe my strat swagger is a bit more of like a a skip. Um, but I, I'm just really grateful that, you know, that was my first person I had met and now we're dear friends. I actually took them to the queerity awards with me. 
Um, and, and to have trans people really are some of the most important people you can have during a transition, because at first I think I was coveting the approval of cis women so desperately that Mm -hmm. I lost sight of the community that really matters and, and that I really want to represent, which is, you know, trans people, especially trans feminine people. Um, and I think at first, like I can only imagine, but say you're a trans woman in the game for a while and you watch, you know, day one of girlhood, you're like, what is this? Like, who, what is this person doing? Mm -hmm. But I think as I've evolved and grown and, and found deeper sides to myself and vulnerability. And I think that, um, that was what really helped me, uh, find my footing in the community and get some respect. And even to win that award at the queerties, like so early on was intimidating, but, um, I, I just, I feel the most grateful out of everything that's happened, um, for that support specifically from my trans siblings. How, where is your family now today? How is that? They're in San Diego, um, some of which will be at the rainbow room on day 365. Uh, who, who will be there? Um, my dad and his fiance, um, my best friend's family that also were sort of like a chosen family. Mm-hmm. I have a few chosen family members that are coming. And uh, it, it's and then we're going to have a lot of, you know, some trans creators in the crowd. Trevor Projects, you bringing in some youth. Um, I'm also excited to have some industry folk, you know, there that can, you know, see me in in what I hope to be the beginning of my career is like a, a trans actress. Um, so it, it's, it's really, it's shaping out to be really a special night. How's your relationship with your mom now? You know, my mom is, we're like BFFs. I think we fight like sisters, but um, I think I firmly believe that a child is placed in a, like a, a parent's, life for a reason. And I know that I was put in my parents' life for a reason. And I've seen my entire family grow and like completely evolve in their views. So I know those are, those things are possible. And so when I see, you know, this crazy hate that I get on Fox news or, you know, the daily mail or whatever it might be, sometimes I get of the mind space, like, Oh, just forget about them. There's no saving, you know, there's no purpose and even trying to make them understand. But then there's also part of me that doesn't want to give up because I've seen change within my own personal life. And a lot of the times it just comes back to having someone physical in your space that you're like, so that they know I'm not some monster or that this isn't some fad. Um, And I think that has really opened the eyes to a lot of my loved ones in my life that maybe wouldn't have understood transness before. How we know the hate is there. We know most of it comes from ignorance. Right. And not knowing someone who's trans, you know, you know, what I always say is like, until you're in someone's backyard, they don't, they, they truly don't believe they know someone trans or someone queer or bi or not binary. But they do. But how, you know, like what you, you said the other night, it was what's groundbreaking is trans joy in the hellscape that is 2023. Did you always have that joy? Or were there I, moments where you're like, oh, this is too I, much? If you had asked somebody 
before I transitioned about my personality, my energy, I think they would say it was very similar. I once, uh, I had a friend or a family friend growing up that um, came out to his family and said, I'm gay, but I'm not Dylan Mulvaney gay. And I took that as the most offensive thing I'd ever heard. Cause I was like, I'm not that gay. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and so even when I tried to put masculinity on as a, a young teen, I failed miserably because it wasn't who I was. Mm. And I think, oh, what was the question again? We have in terms oh, trans of joy. Yeah, yeah, I think um, what really is the difference is that there was an underlying sort of um, sadness that I was keeping inside for so long and in, in like a sort of like a yearning just to be liked so badly that because I wasn't in the proper gender identity was, I was never going to find like true peace with myself. Um, And now I think what this trans joy really comes from is that I've like found it and that as an adult, I have the freedom to just do it and be this person. And I, I, I believe that trans kids are like, the most brave, like strongest human beings in this world, because to be able to like go to your family, to ask for these things, to actually, um, you know, because I think there's this notion that like trans kids are just like handed pills, like candy or, you know, like, and the way that a kid has to articulate it so many times to so many different people just to get what they need is um it's it's completely brave and now what i think i have experienced this past year was kind of like my inner child just like a kid in a candy shop mm. and i do feel a lot more comfortable calling myself a woman now um i think that i will always have like a youthful ex- spirit but um i did get a lot of like why are you calling yourself a girl do you think you're you know young like no i can rent a car like you know like <laughs> I just, um, I think that the trans joy, um, is kind of the only thing that is keeping me going because otherwise, if I really did get, give into all of those articles and to those news segments and all those things, then I, I would be kind of a shell of a human being. Mm. I start crying, you know, um, listen, I'm, obviously older than you. Um, and to think that the world, not everywhere we know, but it's allowed you to fill it with your joy is, it's nothing that I ever thought. You know, when, when, I, when I started in the world, you know, I started my, my career, I started off in the gay press. And the only letters we knew were L and G. It was the lesbian and gay community, the gay and lesbian community, queer, forget about it. You know, there, there was a magazine, I don't know if you know about this, years ago called QW, mm-hmm. which was Queer Weekly. But you wouldn't say queer, like queer was just. Like it was a bad word, right? Like it was beyond bad. It was like, it wasn't. I couldn't even comprehend calling myself queer and I call myself queer now. And it was, uh, Lena Waithe gave this amazing speech at 
God, I can't remember. Maybe it was the GLAAD Awards. I'm not sure. But she gave an amazing speech explaining what queer was. And I was like, oh, that's what I am. I'm queer. But to watch people like you step into your light, you know, and obviously I could never imagine there was something going to be called TikTok. Uh (laughs) Well, and I, somebody told me once, they were like, if you're on those, you know, certain platforms, those Mm -hmm. that spew hate, it's actually a good thing. Like that means that you're doing something right. And actually, you know, someone who I love is Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. And I grew up like reading her books as a kid, much too young, but um, <laughs> we've now since connected and we've been talking and a lot of the same people that come for her are the same people that come for me. And I just thought, oh my God, you know, like, what are they talking about? This is the greatest lady ever. And then I'm like, I, oh, those are the same people that don't like me. So maybe I'm actually not as horrible as they're painting me to be. Mm. Um and that's, I think, as a as a people pleaser, as someone who is still self-conscious, I think it is deciding not to listen to those and deciding to, you know, focus on the positive comments and, and on the the good that that is here. Um, but I even get scared, you know, I'm like, okay, day 365, are there going to be protesters at the Rainbow Room? Are there going to be, you know, what's that going to look like? Um, but, you know, like, I, I just... I think that this we're in sort of um, it kind of feels like uh, what I hope to be like a Voldemort's like dying breath of like where, you know, these people will do anything they can just to, you know, as like one last death grip. Um, But hopefully we will get to a place soon where the transphobia that's so publicly spread is actually um, taken as seriously as some of these other you know, very phobic things that happen. Um, So hopefully we'll get there. It might take a little while. We're going to take a short break right now, but when we return, Mulvaney delivers a message to trans youth who are living in states passing anti-trans legislation. Plus, she reveals the Broadway shows she'd love to star in. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Here's more of Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, the you know, we're talking and just hours ago, I'm sure you saw the Tennessee governor banning gender affirming care for minors. What do you say to that kid in Tennessee now? What's your message? I would say you were the bravest person I know of already. And now you're even braver. And God forbid you can't get what you need at this moment please, I beg of you, whatever that guiding light is that brought you to your true self and your identity, please keep following it. Even if it looks a little bit, you know, dimmer than before, um, there is, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. You will get what you need somewhere. Someone will get you that thing. Um, and, and I will do everything in my power to also help with that. But um, you can't lose it because I I lost it for many years, and now I'm I'm st- I'm still finding it, and I, I wish that I had had it for for as long as they potentially could. If you if you could, one would you sit down with the governor of Tennessee, and if you did, what would you say? You know, I think that I would maybe tell him my story, 
Is, is it a man? Yeah, Bill Lee is his name. Bill Lee. Bill Lee, I would say, hey, this is who I am. I'm Dylan Mulvaney. I'm not some monster. I, um, you know, here's some of my life experiences. Here's why I, you know, feel the way I do. And and try, I think more than anything, rather, you know, I, I think there's many activists in this world that are so on top of the facts and on, you know, the hard hitting, you know, really deep grounded um, work. I think what I can bring to it is, um, is a personal experience to hopefully somewhat warm a heart and, well, I don't even think of myself as an activist at all. That is so something that I think gets projected just onto any trans person. Um, but when the time comes, I, I, yeah, I, I would be glad to step up for these, for these youth. So on lighter note, when will we see the Dylan album? When is it coming? Oh my gosh. So the plan right now, we're doing this big day 365 show, lots of music in there. Um, an incredible original song by um, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, who wrote Six the Musical. Mm. Um, and then, you know, hopefully a little Broadway turn in something, uh, you know, developing some scripted TV projects right now. Would love to tour eventually, um, maybe with, you know, some version of what we put together. But I, I think that I, I just hope the world will allow me the grace to um, not always have to to be Dylan all the time and kind of be willing to you know, watch if it's the Roman holiday reboot or, you know, some sort of Princess Diaries moment. That would be um, that would be the dream. So what is the musical right now? If a Broadway producer came to you and said, we have buckets of money, money yep. is no object. You want to star in a musical. Which one is it? I would love to play Glinda in Wicked. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. Or, um, you know, interestingly enough, I think Sally Bowles could be an interesting take on something darker, but like kind of like adding some of my quirk and like you know, kind of zaniness to it, but then being like, oh, shit, we didn't know she could go there kind of thing. Who would you who would you love to get on stage with and perform with if you could? Well, um, I think Gaga, who's a TikTok mutual of mine, would be such a, a great, you know, one of those old, you know, bosom buddy moments. Mm -hmm. um, huge fan of Kristen Chenoweth, would love to sing with her. Um, for this show specifically, we've got, you know, really great. I think I can tell you some <laughs> of the stuff. Dominique Jackson, um, we have, she's playing sort of like my fairy godmother. Um, I've got uh, Jonathan Van Ness, Renee Rapp, um, you know, some great uh, trans Broadway actresses that are coming in. We have a, an ensemble of trans and non-binary talent here in New York. And so I just think like to see transness in the mainstream is my goal. And I want like the what Ellen did for, I feel like the, gay community is what I would love to do for transness. And like, I got some of those moms in, you know, Ohio that are following me and, and watching. And those are, I think the people that, you know, still are on the fence or, you know, that I think would be a big win to have on our side. Do you ever see yourself leaving TikTok? I think I'm ready to, you know, shift to whatever that next thing could be. I think it will always be um, 
a, such a freaking miracle in my life. I didn't even, I thought it was a kid's app that you dance on. <laughs> and I do think I'm going to scale back a bit. And, you know, especially as these scripted projects go forward and just have the timing of it. Um, but I will say like TikTok, the, like these creators, the way that like short form content, like always putting something out, it's, that's talent to me. And I look at people so differently now. And I, I then had to remind myself, I was like, oh, if, you know, Oprah was my age, she might've been making TikToks or Audrey Hepburn was, you know, in 2023, she might be making TikToks. So I had to get over this, like, and we are seeing all, you know, there's now people, they've all jumping, they're jumping on TikTok. And I feel a lot less, uh, you know, kind of unsteady about that title TikToker. <laughs> what was there a point? Was there a time where you were like, I don't want to be a TikTok star. I don't want to be an influencer. Towards the beginning, because I think so much of my presence online was truly because I wanted to be an actress and I knew that was important to have, you know, content out there. And so when I first really started blowing up, I was like, oh God, what, you know, what are we doing? What's going on? And then I realized that every single video sort of like, I feel like my TikTok is just one movie of my life. Mm -hmm. And I actually write out a lot of my content before. So it's like, I'm, you know, writing a script and, and so it does, it gets fun when I get to play into like the, the sort of the cinematic experience right. of it all. So the first time we met, um, and the only time we met in person was at yes. the Grammys. Yes. Your first, big, yes, your big red carpet. That was, I mean, that was my first award show. I felt freaking beautiful. And I got, you know, a lot of people were like, what is she doing there? Did it? And I was like, babe, I think it's funny because I do find that some people will be like, oh my gosh, these spaces are so elitist. And then somebody like from TikTok gets invited in and it's like, well, she shouldn't be there. And I'm like, pick us, pick, pick a lane. Um, but Chris Olson, best date ever. He was the one I might've told you this, but um, when I started popping off, I didn't really know other influencers. I wasn't, you know, part of that world. And he reached out to me. We had some mutual friends, literally was hopping on the phone being like, this is who your agent should be. This is how much you should be being paid. Like that is what we have to do for each other in this industry. That's so um, ever changing. And I think I, I look at someone like him, who's, you know, younger than me. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does in like the next 10 years, even because the way his mind works is um, it's, it's rare to, to see someone so on top of it. So what's the, what's the award show that you really dream of going to? Well, I would like to eventually host the Tony awards one day. That's my dream. Um, definitely, hopefully I'll attend this year. That would be major. I do. Um, I got invited to SAG, but I was like, I want to, I want to pick and choose, you know, like, especially I, I did book my first movie. I can't tell you what that is yet, but, um, once <laughs> I know, I know I'll tell it privately. Uh, <laughs> um, this is amazing. I'm so excited for you. I'm so glad we met at the Grammys. I you just, too. I just, you're like one of my favorite energies. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. 
Um, I wish I could be in New York. I wish I could be in the Rainbow Room. But the day before, we're going to send you all the all the footage and all the things. Yeah, but the day before the Oscars, I think we have like five. Can't we got a steady cam? It's going to be like we're going all out. This is this is like old school. It's almost like. No, it's not on TV, but it reminds me of an old TV, spe- like an old Judy Garland TV special. Yes. And so in, a lot of the music is, you know, Sisters from White Christmas. And mm-hmm. um, we have, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm doing some Disney, doing some Kate Bush. I'm doing some Kate Carol Bush. <laughs> yes. And, and so I, oh, some Mary Tyler Moore show opening. So I- that, it, and, and truly, because my audience is so much younger I think I will be exposing them to a lot yeah. of that, and and what hopefully they they I'm 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 pushing it on them. But I how just, many how many wardrobe changes? We have four built in right now. We'll see. Kind of, I'm I'm still in some fittings. Got um talking to Christian Siriano, um, amazing designer named Amsala, who they're building some gowns, and it, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Well, you got to bring it to LA. Oh, so that's, I, I do think a little a little tour, maybe a little Pride Month installment will be in order. I can't wait. Okay, thank hey, you for this. Take care. Bye. That was Dylan Mulvaney. Her one-woman show, Dylan Mulvaney's Day 365 Live, takes place March 13th at New York City's Rainbow Room. That's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. Until next time, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. And of course, don't forget, the Oscars are on Sunday. I will be there. Follow Variety's Twitter for all my red carpet interviews from the Academy Awards and later, the very exclusive Vanity Fair party. See you next time.